Welcome to Faith on Fire, the broadcast that encourages believers to ignite the power of faith in their lives. Join us now as Pastor Vince Haney and Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. bring the Word of God to fuel your faith. Welcome to another edition of Faith on Fire. I'm Pastor Vince Haney from Raymond Word of Faith, the Word Church. And again, I'm going solo today. I am solo today. But hey, I'm never out of faith. And the Bible says faith comes by hearing, hearing the Word of God. So uh, again, this broadcast is designed to ignite your faith on fire. The Bible says in Hebrews 12, 6, that without faith, it's impossible to, to please God. So God's a faith God. And again, God and his word are one. So God wants us to uh, have faith in his word. He gives he gives us this Bible with 66 books in it. And he says, believe the gospel. So he wants us to put faith in him through his word. So hence the scripture says in Hebrews 12, 6, without faith, confidence in God, trust, reliance, the amplified version says, is impossible to please God. And, and I like to, I like to keep things simple and break it down and, Again, I tell people when you get saved, born again, receive Jesus as Lord and Savior in your life, you're now redeemed, reconciled, and restored back to God with full sonship, kingship, rights, and privileges. And sonship doesn't mean gender. It just means God's offspring. So we become children of God. The Bible says in John 1, as many as received him, he gave them the right or the authority to become children of God. And so uh, the Bible says also, let this mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus, who thought it not robbery to be equal with God. So we are God's children. We're in the household of, of, of faith, the family of God. We've been redeemed, reconciled, and restored. So, we, And that's just upon our confession of believing that God sent Jesus to be a sacrifice for sin, and believing that in our heart, and, and just making a public declaration of that, or even a private declaration of that. Saying it with our mouth. Again, we're on a word planet, so we got to decree and declare things. So once you believe it, you speak it. The scripture says in Corinthians, we believe, therefore we speak. So and even in the natural, we're going to speak whatever we believe. So if we believe that Jesus Christ is Lord, God sent him to be a sin sacrifice for humanity. But not only that, God raised him from the dead. The Bible says if you believe that and speak that, you shall be saved. <laughs> so we're saved about the precious blood of Jesus. But I like to tell people, don't stop right there, because a lot of people just stop right there, and they say, okay, I'm saved, and I like to call it fire insurance. They like to get their fire insurance and just stay right there. And God says, okay, now that you're being redeemed, reconciled, and restored back to me, you're now my, you're in the family of God. You need to learn kingdom ways. You need to learn what it means to be a child of God, what it means to be redeemed, restored, and reconciled uh, back to the Father through Jesus Christ. So with that said, I tell people all the time, well, follow that up because Jesus, the Bible says Jesus left us an example that we should follow. Well, we understand when uh, Jesus started his ministry, he came out preaching the gospel of the kingdom. He says, repent and believe the gospel. And repent means have a change of mind, a change of heart, a change of thinking and believe the gospel. Gospel is defined as good news. Believe is good news. So he went out preaching that. And then he got baptized. 
he got submerged in water. That's what water baptism means. He didn't get sprinkled. I know some denominations just sprinkle. He didn't get sprinkled. He got baptized, submerged in the in in the the waters. I forgot which river was it, the River Jordan, but it was a river. He got submerged in that and baptized. And the scripture says, and the spirit of the Lord said, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. After that uh, demonstration of baptism. And again, that means, baptized means the old man is dying and the new man is risen. And again, we know Jesus rose. So you want to follow up with water baptism. In the name of Jesus. Some people argue about it in the name, or they do it in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. And the scriptures say it in the name of Jesus. So, again, for argument's sake, I do it in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, in Jesus' name. I just cover all bases, so I know we're covered. So some people's preference is Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Some is Jesus. I personally believe it's in Jesus' name because the scripture says that Jesus has been given the name above all names on heaven and earth and under the earth. And at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess. So I baptize, water baptized in the name of Jesus. But now I like to tell people too, now you don't want to stop there. Okay, I got born again. I received Jesus as Lord and Savior. Now, now I just got water baptized. Now you don't want to stop there because now you got to get discipled because that's what Jesus did. He went out and made disciples. He told the ones he chose, his first administrative board, the 12 disciples, he said, I'm going to teach you how to be fishers of men's. Men, and then he told he told them further, go make disciples, and disciples just means student, pupils. So you got to learn the ways of the kingdom. Jesus came promoting and advancing the kingdom of God. It prophesied it over in Isaiah, until us a child is born, uh, 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 and, and the government should be on his shoulder, and the increase of his government there should be no end. And that government is called the kingdom of God. Not called the United States of America. It's not called the UK. It's not called Canada. It's called the kingdom of God. And, and Jesus said over in Luke, uh, you ain't going to be able to say, look here or look there. Or there's the kingdom. He said, the kingdom is inside of you. And it's inside of you because you're born again through the Holy Spirit that was given to you. Romans 8 says, the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit that was given to us. So that's the kingdom. And then you get the word of the kingdom. You got to feed on the word. Jesus said, man should not live by bread alone but by every word. So that's you're getting disciples. You got to start learning the culture of the kingdom. You got to start getting the word in. You got to start feeding on the word of God, which in terms develops your faith. You're feeding your faith as you're feeding on the word of God. Because remember, Jesus said, man should not live by bread alone, but by every word. Well, how often do we live? Well, if we're breathing, we're living every day. And Jesus said, well, we should live by the word of God, which equates to having faith in the word of God and demonstrating and acting on the word of God. So you have to be committed to doing that. And again, I always tell people, I think I said it last time, going into the faith gym, just like a natural gym, you just can't go in one time. You can't go in one time and say, oh, I'm fit for life. I'm healthy. No, you got to continue to go into that gym diligently to get the desired results. And the scripture says that, Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Those who come to him must believe that he is, and he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So you got to have a commitment to uh, transformation. you got to be a committed disciple, and that means you you got to stay in that word and study to show yourself approved, the Bible says in Timothy, to get that word grounded and rooted in you, which causes transformation. And it also uproots all what I call stinking thinking. It uproots some some doubt and some unbelief or things that's been planted in you by the enemy. 
Jesus said in Matthew 15, every plant or every seed that my heavenly father has not planted shall be plucked up. So God desires to do a work in us by uprooting some, some, some stinking thinking, some, some belief systems that were planted in us by the enemy before we got saved or born again or being a part of a religious organization. When I say that, I say that on the negative because every church, every building that has you know church on it is not a church walk, a, the body of Christ walking in truth. There's a lot of, Jesus said there's going to be uh, wolves and sheep's clothing deceiving the flock. So you got to be careful about, you know, what congregation you call yourself a part of. It should be a Bible believing, Bible teaching. And Jesus said this about, you know, being connected to him. He said, if you continue in the word, then you are my disciples and you should know the truth and the truth will set you free. And the scripture says over in Matthew and the Lord working with them, confirming the word with miracle signs and wonders. There should be some miracles, some signs and wonders, wonders following you, meaning transformation. You should be, scripture says we're, we're new creations. Old things are past. There should be some transformation in your life as a, a Christian, as the righteous. The Bible then calls you the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So there should be some transformation, just like in the natural with a child. You know, that child, you bring them home to the hospital, they're not going to stay a baby there all, all their life. They're going to be transformed. They're going to grow in, in stature and in, in wisdom. They're going to increase. They're going to learn how to pronounce their name. They're going to know how to spell. They're going to have to learn to do math. So they're constantly being transformed. And God said that's the same thing with us. Once we get saved, receive Jesus, Lord and Savior, get baptized, submerged in the name of Jesus, in the name of Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Now you've got to get discipled. And here's the thing about being discipled. It's a lifelong process. Oh, it's a process. Because, again, a lot of us got born again, saved at different times in our life, at different age periods. And, like, for me, I was 38 years old. So I had 38 years of world system programming. You know, I was, my thoughts, my beliefs were based on what the world taught me not based on what the word of the kingdom taught me. So now I, a lot of stuff got to get uprooted and I got to be transformed by the renewing of my mind. It tells us that, and that's what disciple means. You're starting now to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Scripture says in Romans 12, uh, don't be conformed to this world basically anymore, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And previous, previous to us getting born again, saved, redeemed, we were being trans, we were being conformed to, we were conformed to this world. I mean, we was squeezed into the world's mode of doing things. We thought like the world thought. And a lot of people got that twisted too when talking about being worldly. Being worldly is not a dress style. It's not we injury or makeup. It is thinking like the world and not thinking like a child of God or not thinking kingdom minded. That's what that means, worldly. So don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. It tells us that in Romans chapter 12, verse 2. So, and that's a process. It's a lifelong process. You're going to, because God, his word is always giving birth to new facets of revelation. You can't believe you know everything about God and, and knowing all things. Actually, scripture calls that being wise in your own understanding, in your own opinion. And he, scripture tells us in Proverbs 3, you know, don't lean to our own understanding, but in all our ways, acknowledge God 
and he'll direct our path. Well, I can acknowledge God by acknowledging his word. What does the word say about this situation, this circumstance, my life? So now I got to let the word be the dominating factor in my life. Hence, that's what it means to seek ye first. I got to find out what God said about it first and let that be the author and the finisher of my faith. So, again, lifelong process being discipled. And you got to get in a good Bible-based church, you know, to get discipled, to get the truth. Jesus said, if you continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Again, <coughs> continue in my word. That means a continuous uh, a process. I'm going to continue. I'm not going to take breaks from your word. Because if you continue in the word, you're going to now develop a root system. You're going to be now grounded and rooted in the word, which means grounded and rooted in love, because God is love. You're going to get grounded and rooted in that, and that word is going to start to transform you. Your mind is going <coughs> to now be transformed. You're going to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You're going to start having the mind of Christ. You're going to start thinking like God, because you're feeding on God's thoughts every day, which is the word of God. And that's what's going to transform you. Our minds are, we are transformed by the renewing of our minds. Our minds are renewed by the word of God. We think and believe and speak in line with what God says. And I say it all the time. Faith doesn't make sense. And sense doesn't make faith. You can't use your own understanding and try to make it line up to God's word. You know, God, the Bible says in Corinthians, he takes the foolish things to confound the wise. So God will take something that don't make no sense, and, 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 but it makes lots of faith, and it'll, it'll work for you. And just read all throughout the Gospels, just all throughout the Bible, how, you know, faith doesn't make sense, and sense doesn't make faith. That's why the Scripture says in three scriptural references, the just shall live by faith. It tells us that in Romans 1.17, tells us that in Hebrews 10:38 and Galatians 3:11 three times and in Habakkuk he says the just shall live by faith. So God said if I have to say this constantly four times in four different places you know obviously it's important. So and God's a faith God. And the Bible says in Hebrews by faith we believe that by the words of God the worlds were framed. God created everything by by believing and then speaking or speaking in in faith believing what he's saying, and that's how manifestation happens. That's how we get transformed. We got to start saying what God said, and then manifestation happens. So, again, that's a lifelong process. Yeah, it's a real lifelong process. And the Bible says also in Galatians 5, 6, and this is what I really want to talk about because I see a lot of Christians, they've been in congregations for 20, 30 years, 5 years, 10 years, whatever, and they're still walking by the flesh, or as the scripture says, they're carnally minded. And the scripture says over in Corinthians, I mean, Romans 8, 6, to be carnally minded is death. Death means it's dead. It ain't working. So God wants us to now be transformed by the renewing of our minds, and our minds are renewed by the word of God, which now makes us spiritually minded. He wants his people to think like him, and God's spiritually minded. And that's not religiously minded, that's spiritually minded, that's walking in truth. So he wants you to be spiritually minded. So in Galatians 5, 6, he tells us, walk in the spirit, which equates to the word of God. Walk means to live by, live by the word of God, and you won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. The lust of the flesh is an unrenewed mind, 
a carnal mind, a mind that was programmed by the world system. He said, if you continue to walk in the word, be a doer and not just to hear the word, act on the word, you're walking in the spirit now and you're not fulfilling the lust of the flesh. Remember, the lust of the flesh is, is dead, is death. Romans 8, 6, to be carnally minded is death. And we don't want to walk in that. We want to walk, like the scripture says, in newness of life. So we want to believe what God says. We want to get grounded and rooted in what God says because we study in the word. We're meditating on the word. He told Joshua in Joshua 1, 8, you know, this book of the law, referencing the word of God, shall not depart from you, but you shall meditate in it, ponder, think on it daily and nightly, and observe to do all that's written therein, and then you will make your way prosperous, and then you would have good success. See, I tell people all the time, God's committed to our success. And Jesus came and said in John 10, 10, the thief coming but to steal, kill, and destroy, but I came that you may have life and have more abundantly. And that's here on earth, not in the great by and by. And I know that because he says, when you pray or speak, speak in line with thy kingdom come, thy will be done, or here it is, on earth as it is in heaven. So God wants us to taste heaven or experience some heaven here on earth or, or advance the kingdom of God here on earth. Because, you know, the real heaven is going to come and set down on earth. And again, Jesus told us right now that the kingdom of heaven is inside of us. It's inside of us again by the Holy Spirit that was given to us. And that word, that word that's transforming us, that word that's in us. The scripture says those who are filled with the spirit out of their belly shall flow rivers of living water. The spirit, Jesus said in John 6, the words I speak to you are spirit and they are life. So those who are filled with the word of God out of their belly shall flow rivers of living water. He also said, blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness for they shall be filled. Righteousness is, is the God kind of life, the kingdom of God lifestyle. He said, when you hunger and thirst after the word of God and allowing that word to work in you and manifest, he says, those who hunger and thirst after that, you're going to be filled. You're going to be filled with the knowledge of the Lord's will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding. You're going to be filled with the kingdom. So it's to our advantage to get in the word, stay in the word, meditate on that word, speak the word, act on the word. And here's a, just a small uh Example of acting on the word. And this is the big one for a lot of people. A lot of Christians too struggle with this one. Forgiveness. He says, vengeance is mine, says the Lord. I'll avenge. Don't trade evil for evil, but overcome evil with good. Now we got to, that's what it means to walk by faith. We got to act on that. We got to actually do that. And I tell people all the time, life in itself will always give you an opportunity to demonstrate the word of God in your life. To find out if you're a doer, or just to hear of the word. Because things are going to happen. Situations and circumstances are going to come up in life. In which require us to, to apply the word of God. And a lot of us we're going to find out. That's what a rubber meets the road. We're going to find out how spiritually minded or kingdom minded you really are. When life happens. And life happens as you're doing it. So every day gives us an opportunity to demonstrate the gospel. To demonstrate the kingdom. Scripture says Christ in us the hope of glory. Every day. And it also tells us this. That's why it's important to, to get grounded in the rooted in the word. In Colossians 3.16, it says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. And in Revelations, I say it reference to scripture all the time. Revelation says, Jesus Christ is the word of God. So let the word of Christ dwell in you. Get it? He called it the word of Christ in Colossians 3.16. Let it dwell in you richly. 
And obviously, originally it's poorly. And a lot of Christians, it's unfortunate, the word of Christ is dwelling in them poorly. So they have no manifestation of the kingdom in their lives. So now they're misrepresenting the kingdom and other folk, unsaved, think, you know, having a relationship with God is boring. There's no demonstration. There's no benefit to being saved, reconciled, redeemed, because they don't see any in, in your life. But again, my job as a part of the fivefold ministry is to equip the saints for the purpose of life. So I'm going to continue to, to give you that word of faith. I'm going to encourage you to not just be a hearer of the word only, but a doer. And that's what we got to be mindful of. Even fivefold ministry, ministry leaders, we're constantly being transformed by the renewing of our minds. I'm constantly learning and meditating on the word of God because like I said, the word of God is seed. And as scripture says in Peter, it's incorruptible seed. And and seed is designed to grow and produce something. And, and the word of God is always giving birth to new facets of revelation. It's always increasing. You can hear a word last year, hear it again this year, and you got a greater revelation or understanding of that particular text of scripture. Well, that's what God's word does. It, it grows. It grows up inside of our spirits. And our spirits, the real us, not our bodies, our flesh, our spirits the real man, the inner man, it loves to feed on the word of God. It loves it. I, I love feasting on the word of God. I'll listen to it in my car, in my houses. I'll meditate on it when I'm just in my quiet time. I'm just pondering on what God says. And as I do that, He start, it's, it's the Holy Spirit in me starts leading me to scriptures. Remember it? The Holy Spirit in me, the kingdom of God doesn't come with observation, but it's, it's within you. So he starts to give you understanding or revelation. And that revelation gives you the faith you need to step out on the word of God. And revelation brings transformation. So you got to get a revelation of the truth. The Bible always talks about at the revelation of Jesus Christ, because God's always revealing itself to us. Scripture says we go from faith to faith to glory to glory. We're constantly increasing. Just like a child in the natural, they don't stay a baby. They're constantly growing. And next thing you know, you know, they're uh, a toddler, then an adolescent, then they're in uh, junior high, high school, college. Then next, you know, they're they're married off. They go into the service. They've been their whole life has just been a life of transformation. And God says that about us because when we get saved, we're considered born again. We're new creations. We're something that we never were before. And I always think like this: Oh, God's given us another shot at life. But Jesus said, "I came that you may have life and have it more abundantly." So now. I get to really fulfill the purpose and plan that God has for my life before the foundations of the world. I now, but if I could, it's only going to happen if I continue in the word, if I continue feeding on the word of God, God's going to reveal itself to me in a greater way. And he's going to reveal me to me, who I am, what he called me to do, what my purpose is. And again, I tell people all the time, it ain't about work. It's all about your assignment, purpose, what were you created for? And as you fellowship with the word of God, with God, because him and his word are one, he'll start revealing deep things to you through his word. His word will start speaking to you through your spirit, which is now holy. He'll start speaking to you about certain things. You know, go this way. Don't go that way. Don't make this investment. Don't take that job. He And actually, that's the purpose of the Holy Spirit is to lead and guide you into all truth. It says that over in John 14. 
not to make you fall out on the floor or roll around. It's to be your teacher. And I said this a lot. The Holy Spirit is your main teacher. Jesus said he's the comforter. He's the teacher. He's going to lead and guide you into all truth. And again, you got to get teaching on this. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. You got to hear teaching on the purpose of the Holy Spirit. There's congregations out there. They don't even talk about the Holy Spirit. They don't talk about a, a prayer language. They call it speaking in tongues. They don't. They, and actually, Scripture says there's going to be perilous times. And I think we're in those times now. Now, when people are going to be uh, have a form of godliness, but denying the power. And then the Scripture says from such people turn away. And I really do turn away from those people. I, I love people. I love all God's creation. But I'm not going to follow those people who have this form of godliness because I understand what it means to be saved. It means greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Jesus said, those who believe in me and the works that I do shall he do also, and greater works shall he do. It says, and miracles, signs, and wonders will follow me now that I'm born again. And it says, the Lord work, working with those confirming the word with miracle signs and wonders. So there should be some demonstrations some transformation in your life as a Christian. You shouldn't be living a mediocre life continually your whole Christian life. There should be some transformation because God desires to get fruit off of any tree. Any tree that's supposed to produce something, it's supposed to produce something. And the Bible references us as trees, trees of righteousness. So we should produce the fruit of the Spirit. We should be fulfilling our life's purpose, our assignment here on earth. And again, as you study the word, stay in the word, walk by faith, not by sight, not lean into your own understanding and not trying to water the word down and make and, and allow your unrenewed mind to say, oh, that's what that means. No, that's not that what that means. Remember, we're constantly learning and growing and being transformed. So you need to be in a good Bible-based church where the leadership it hungers and thirsts after righteousness in, in our field. And again, there's going to be a demonstration of that. You know, Jesus said, you'll know a tree by its fruit, by what it's producing. If that's an apple tree, if you said you're an apple tree, well, at some period of time in your life, I should see some apples being produced off that tree. Or maybe you're not an apple tree. So he says we're trees of righteousness, and as he is, so are we. So we should be fulfilling God's will and purpose, we should have an understanding of that and, and, and we should be walking in that. Remember, the just should live by faith. We walk by faith, not by sight. We believe God has a plan and purpose for our life. We believe that what Jesus said, that he came, that we may have life and have it more abundantly. So now that's demonstrated in our lives. Scripture also says, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify God. God wants the people to see Christ in you, the hope of glory. He wants to, you can walk into a dark place and it's illuminated because the spirit of the Lord is upon you. You're saved. You're born again. You shouldn't go into a room and it, it's gloomy and it gets more gloomy. No, you're the light of the world. You're the salt of the world. Earth. We're out of time, but I'm definitely not out of word or faith. And I just want to remind you as you go through this week, keep walking by faith. If this broadcast has been a blessing to you, we ask that you would consider sending a love offering to Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927, 
which allows this broadcast to continue in your local area. Again, that's Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927. Please join us again next time on this great station for more Faith on Fire.